0: but mother Teresa was asked, you know, how she prayed, which is interesting to me because I'd like to know what it would look like on brainwaves. I'd also like to know kind of how to model after someone like that. Right. You know, she had a vision, she had strong vision and, but she was asked how she prayed and, and, um, she says, well, I, I listen. That kind of blew me away. Right. And, and the, the, the person who was asking her the question was smart enough to say okay well if you're listening what's god doing she said he's listening too welcome to the ad valued entrepreneurs podcast the
1: place where we help entrepreneurs to not hate their boss our mission is to end entrepreneurial unhappiness if you dream of changing the world but you're not sure where to start The Add Valued Entrepreneur's Podcast will help you transform your life and business. This podcast is for entrepreneurs who want more freedom and fulfillment from their work so they can live the life that they desire. You deserve it, and it is possible. My name is Robert Peterson, former passer, turned CEO, and the smiling coach. I believe that success without happiness is failing, but there is hope. Join us each week as we bring you an inspiring leader or message to help you thanks for investing time with us today all right let's do it today's guest has owned multiple businesses and has found his passion in serving business owners in the power of guided meditation we take a deep dive into meditation and healing in today's show james ripley is the founder of the guided meditation institute for the past 30 years james has studied how we can create real lasting change by leveraging the power of our meditative states our presence and what guides us. James Ripley and Robert talk about the art and science of guided meditation. James loves to teach this skill and enjoys working with growth-oriented entrepreneurs, coaches, therapists, podcasters, and speakers, especially if they are in a major life transition and are curious about doing deep healing work with psychotropic medicine. If you're an entrepreneur who started their business with a purpose and a passion that has been lost in the busyness of the daily grind, we get it. That is why we've opened up our free strategy calls. A lot of entrepreneurs, probably including you, just want a sense of clarity on the barriers holding them back that you need to overcome in order to accelerate your growth and achieve your dreams. These short 30 minute calls give you a chance to work with one of our coaches without any commitment or pressure. Scheduling is easy. Just go to smilingcall.com. Let's jump on a call and get you the help and clarity you need. Select a time. And let's build your business. It's time for you to add value. All right, James, thank you so much for jumping on the show today. I'm excited to to just share you with our audience and uh, share your journey as well. And so I appreciate you taking the time.
0: Thank you. Thanks for being, having me here.
1: Absolutely. So James, I typically let the guests just share their personal entrepreneurial journey. And we use that kind of as a jumping off point to impact and all the exciting things you've know, learned along the way so
0: you're going to start me off there okay so all the way back to when i was five or do i start with hey, the paper that's paper what route? it
1: takes <laughs> you know I,
0: boy. let's start, let's start back with the paper route i think that had an influential effect on my life i hadn't even thought about that but sixth grade i took over a paper route and i did that for another uh five six seven years after that And I think it was probably um, a a type of business that I worked hard at, but always forgot to collect enough money. So it tells you a little bit about my my business process and where I like to delegate and where I don't. But uh, I delivered papers. I made customers happy. And then I, I probably disliked going back and collecting the money from each and every one. So I was willing to get up at 4.30 in the morning and, get my work done, but I wasn't willing to go back and actually uh, collect all the money. So mm. I, I think that was probably an insight I just had about myself on that. Uh, if I'm going to delegate uh, accounting or uh, things of that nature, that might be a good idea for me. Um, so that's probably the first uh, the first thing I had there in terms of a business of myself, self-employed. Um, and I'd say one of the things I liked about it was working for myself and that time, some of the time I had to myself, which is 4 30 AM walking around like the, the world was all mine, nobody up, quiet, peaceful, and probably pretty, uh, pretty serene on that way back when the sky turns purple and pink. Nice. And me. Um, which probably played well into the work I do now in guided meditation, creating those experiences, peaceful, calm, clear, and uh, I always remember the getting up was a little groggy, coming back was, I always just felt a little bit better.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Love that, uh, some of those connections that you're making <laughs> to your earliest entrepreneur self.
0: Right, never thought of that. You know, if you handed me a list of questions, I wouldn't have thought of that till today. Uh, but that that came up, I think that was the beginning. and course, I gave myself a free year and senior of high school to drop that. But I I do remember going from 4 30 AM to paper out to school, to football practice or sports, whatnot, and then come home, have dinner, do homework, and pretty much just pass out at that point. And that was my whole life through about junior year. So uh, that started it. And then uh, uh, from there, I think, you know, it was after college, trying to make an ends meet after college, come home. And there, there wasn't a real job that I got. So I did some hustle. After about a year and a half of that, I, I decided to move from Cleveland, Ohio, out to Denver, Colorado. And, uh, massage school was sort of the goal or the purpose work. Uh, but really the, the true goal is I was just ready to move out and have an adventure. And so, uh, I managed to pay off anybody I knew that I had money owed to, and got a, got a one way train ticket to Denver, Colorado, arrived in union station. Fortunately for me, I had a mom who gave me the $14 she had in her pocket as I boarded the train. (laughs) So, so as a, probably breaking one of your rules here, but if I can think about this, I arrived in Denver to stay on a couch with a friend and, uh, $14 $14 in my pocket. And from there it was hustle mode. I had to figure out how to make money. Now we've never talked about this, but I got there. My friend had a dad who I knew. And I, I called him up. I said, Mr. McCarthy, how do we how do I make money now that I'm here? <laughs> he said, Well, you know how to do handyman work. You've you've you know worked on real estate properties, you've done landscaping. Uh, go into the nicest area of uh, of Denver there, which was Cherry Creek at the time, and knock on doors and hand out flyers. And I promise you somebody will hire you. And it took about an hour before I hit the gold mine. I knocked on uh, two doors. First door had a realtor that came to it. Uh, Julie Meadows was her name. She's still around. And she wow. came to the door. She says, I said this, I'm James, I'm doing handyman work. Do you have anybody that would want to hire me? And she says, I've been looking for a guy like you. And so what Julie did and her boyfriend, John at the time, who's also a realtor in town at Remax Cherry Creek, they both were there at the house and they needed someone to paint a room or paint a wall in a house before they sold the property for their customers. And of course they couldn't sell a 200 or today, what would be a million dollar house without a room being painted or something like that. So I became, that became a referral source and a constant source of uh, work and income. And that helped me get through massage school. And, and uh, of course, from there, other people started finding out and, you know, everybody needed something if I was willing to do it. Uh, the, the, the second customer on that street, right across the street, uh, uh, hired me to cut down a cherry tree and patch a hole in our stucco. So those are my first two jobs. Company was named Ripley's odds and ends. Nice.
1: (laughs) Has a, has a ring to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I I think the first part of that entrepreneurship, um, and I'm going through that this now as well, is anytime I seem to start a new phase of a business, or restart a business or do a new business, it all feels very much the same. There, there, there seems to be something about me that's shifted or changed over maybe, a, maybe more gradually, but I've come to a place where I don't fit the business I'm in or the way it's happening. And, and I'm at that place now, I'm, I'm coming to a place where I've done a lot of maybe inner work and some outer work and. It, it's I'm ready. I'm in the process of reshaping a business, redesigning the business to meet who I am. Right. And it's humbling in a way because I have to go out and say, hi, this is who I am again. New people and, and make it what what I love about it is is as hard as it is sometimes to do cold calls or go out networking or uh, as a good friend of mine says, shake the tree, you know, find the loose fruit go out and shake the tree, um, it's actually one of the most exhilarating parts of the whole business cycle. I get to meet new people. I wouldn't have met you had I not reached out to Mary Gall and said, hey, I'm doing guided meditation work, creating guided meditations, getting on podcasts. I have a book coming out, a podcast coming out, and, right? and then, of course, she sends an introduction. So um, at the end of the day, um, I'm finding more and more as we get older, as I get older, uh, the people are what I remember not the business, not the work, it's just, it's the work that brings us together. The, the truth is every, every business
1: is a people business. <laughs> that's what, that's what entrepreneurship is, is people serving people. And uh, the, the people that are the most successful recognize that. Even, mm-hmm. even Apple who creates, you know, incredible technology is a people business. and. Yeah. And I think, you know, being in the people business, I'm very impressed that you remember the names of the very first people that you yeah. met 20 plus years ago, <laughs> door to <Yeah>, door.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Wynn Streeley, I've never seen her again. She was an attorney in town. I didn't even know her story um, in terms of what she was going through at that time. And uh, John Sullivan, I've still kept in touch with all these years. Great guy. Oh, man. That's, he, that's he lived so, a life.
1: So fantastic. And. There's it, they're obviously spe- so much
0: special to me. Oops, sorry. They're special to me.
1: Yeah. Well, and 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 they made your 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 transition possible. And before you you mentioned Mary, so I wanna I wanna you know give a shout out to Mary as well and say thank you because because not only did Mary get get you on my show, but she sent other letters to my Dream One Hundred list that's on the bottom of my email and just uh, a cold email sent to somebody who's written many books and famous and, and said, said, Hey, I love your book. And I was just on this podcast and you're on his dream 100 list. And this person had his assistant had reached out to me and said, no. And because of Mary Gall's email, he said, yes. And, and was recently on my show. And so definitely appreciate Mary Gall making that connection and love, love the connections. And, and you and I have already, you know, had multiple calls and, and, And our friends, I would hope that I consider you a friend and you've uh, influenced my life and and now having you on the show. And hopefully this continues that 25 years from now, you remember, you know, I had those conversations with Robert and he's just this great guy here in town helping entrepreneurs. And and now he's on stages and doing all these other incredible things internationally that 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 you remember when. (laughs)
0: I, I do remember when, yes, and you give great advice otherwise. So I probably had more advice from you that has been non-financial that's benefited me than the other way around. So thank you.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, the truth about financial advice is it's the same thing. It's about people. So, so it's really, it really is. Business is really about people. And if you can get the people thing right, all the other pieces fall into place.
0: Mm-hmm. And of
1: course, getting people right means you got to get yourself right. Cause you're a people too. Which is why guided meditation is so important is because that's about getting getting yourself right and connected to the divine and, and to this world in a, in a meaningful way, which we were going to get into. We are definitely going to go there. But I want to I want to dig in a little bit more on this, uh, this massage therapist wrestling with uh, being a handyman with actual work that pays the bills. So <laughs> where do we go from there?
0: Wow, you're really going to ask the ultimate question. So, one of the things that's happened in my life is I've had two parallel lives going most of the time where I was in massage school doing handyman, uh, Chinese medicine school doing construction remodels, back and forth guided meditation and guided meditation and biofeedback training where I was monitoring brainwaves. Uh, ESR and taking people on two to three hour journeys, one on ones, some in groups, even led a five day workshop at Eslin Awaken mind, brainwave training for Anna Wise, and that was back in 2009. And all along the way, I've had these two businesses, and it's been a it's been a stretch. Both have informed the other one. I always had hoped I'd lean more into the healing arts, a little bit stronger on the business side of it. It just didn't work out that way uh, until recently. But uh, it's one really, you know, uh, Dean Raiden, an author of a long time ago, I called him up. He worked at, still works at Ions. And uh, he writes and does research on intuition, ESP, all these astral projection, all these, uh, and real research, all these very esoteric things. And I called him up one day because I got his book. And at that time, he was a, little guy. It wasn't very well known. And I said, I, I do this massage and this Chinese medicine, and but I have this construction thing I'd like to get out of. And I said, you know what? When you do these more of the healing arts and the esoteric arts and get more into the, the psyche and all this very intangible work, the inner work, it's nice to also be able to go back the next day and swing a hammer to ground you. <laughs> Never forget that. I said, you know, sometimes there is a there is a, a purpose to some balance in life, in that. So I think there was some balance there. Um, ultimately, um, you know, what happened for me is, I think there was a learning path as well, and a lot of the work I was doing with guided meditation, healing arts, was also a personal journey of learning, and it it just so happened that one one business was paying better than the other. So I had to keep them both going. Uh, one, one for the money, one for the finances, one for the soul. Uh, so I like it. That's kind of how it's gone. At this point, I've gotten so good at what used to be my hobby. Uh, there's really not much of a reason not to make that the full-time work and, and, uh, helping people and, and doing what I do. So I feel like I've graduated yay yeah right
1: <laughs> no I think that's 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 really important i I do see the value in in the labor work and, and, and the idea of grounding yourself by pounding some nails and and the, it sounds like the remodeling work and, and even some of the handyman work obviously is it's you and yourself and so there can be a lot of that inner work still going on while you're swinging a hammer and 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 and, and you know making repairs because because you're not necessarily you know, Part of this large, you know, large, huge project, and 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 yet, the idea that 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 the dream job, that the thing that you really want to do, can be the thing that that fills the coffers as well as serves people and gives you the chance to serve more people.
0: Yeah, there there is something about it that has shifted too, uh, to be able to do you know purpose work, my purpose work, this this guided meditation work, the the institute. It's where I just feel at home. I feel I belong. I feel I'm on purpose. It is a totally different feel than work or a job that's just for money. And I know there's a lot of people out there trying to make that transition. Um, You know, I I probably had to work at it longer than I had anticipated, but I, I would say if you just stay with it, you will break through for those people trying to transition from a job they don't like or don't want, but they have to stay with it, because of the money, find that thing that lights you up. That you know, intersection of what you're gifted at, what the world needs, and right, all right, and and what you're passionate about. That 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 the intersection of those three, you probably have that in the book, right? Yeah, it's that. Quote. Well, and and and
1: there, th- here's a place where we have to push a little because this healing space, <clears throat> the space I came out of, spiritual healing space and the healing space that that you're in, one of the challenges is this heart thing says, I want to help people. And, and we feel like the the money becomes an interference to helping people. And, and we usually typically devalue our services or, you know, lower our, you know, offer discounts, offer free, offer complimentary, (coughs) excuse me. And the truth is, the more we value our services, the, the more impact and more effective our services and results will be for our clients, even if we deliver the same exact service. And so we actually are doing our clients a disservice when we try to do it with this, this over generous mindset. And so I just wanna push back a little for the healers because I've been in this for just you know enough time to see how many healers are hurting themselves but ultimately they're hurting their clients because of their pricing because they don't value themselves enough and they don't value their service enough. So of course their clients won't value the impact and the results and the potential without without the investment. And mm-hmm. and, and there's a real connection between those those things, the value and the money and the results. And and, and a lot of healers have a hard time making that <laughs> making that leap.
0: Agreed. I've seen it. There's a strong correlation between the starving artist and the starving healer. (laughs) So it's a tough one. People drawn to the healing arts, Reiki, massage, nursing, all of that. There's just a tendency to want to help other people before they help themselves. And there is a balance there.
1: right. So I'm liking it. So now how long has guided, you said a year, right? Guided meditation is to...
0: Well, I, I restarted it about uh, a year ago, but I, I've been doing the work since two oh eight, two oh nine. Right, I just
1: meant the relaunch yeah. and, and kind of primary. Oh, the relaunch.
0: You, you know, know I, the primary
1: impact income source now is
0: yeah, the uh, September first, and the the reason for that, just even calling it out and relaunching it, is I'm making my income from that period. Nice. And if there's another business, if something comes up and I can cherry pick, that's fine. But making the, the work from that, which really puts the fire under the butt. And uh, it makes me feel different, too. You know, there is an I am thatness to it, an identification when you claim it that way. And while I've, I, in, in some ways, I've fully claimed the work I do as being fantastic. It really doesn't feel the same until you get paid for it well as a professional. And, and the other part that happened, too, in this whole thing was um, there's something happening in Colorado right now that um, for approval of natural medicines uh, that are healing medicines and uh, under the category of psychotropic or psychedelic that are very good for certain situations for people. And I do those facilitations, um, but that's been a, a big step as well because I've been around those healing journeys since 1996 and seven and it's one of those things that it's it's not always a safe thing to be doing um, because of some of the laws Uh, but uh, come november 8th uh, there's a proposition 122 uh, that addresses that in a very very safe way it's already been approved in portland and colorado more more than likely will be the first state to approve natural medicines in the united states it's very cool
1: which seems yeah it it seems like we we, we're going backwards in there because natural medicines is where we started and then somewhere along the way chemical became easier apparently or more controllable maybe (laughs)
0: true too true too true and there's so much you know just on that it's a local thing it's happening here in colorado but on that there just the last two and a half years we've there's just been a rise in mental illness, mental issues, suicide, and it's it's a big deal and and some of these for the right person in the right situation with the right facilitation or care or healing center, uh, these can be great medicines for post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety, depression, even pain, uh, or just for someone who's Wanting to get from a job they don't like anymore, don't belong at, but they keep so they can support their family and get them to really open up to what's guiding them in their life, how to re their, their themselves a little bit from the inside out uh, so they can make that change. And so it can even work for optimization or for um, you know, envisioning things as well. But none of that, uh, my experience has been, and this is where. I wish it wasn't this way, but it is. When we have a great vision, a vision board, we can get all that. And as, as, we, as we get to this age, if we've had any good coaching, we can get that huge vision board and what we want. And But if we've got a bunch of junk in there, you know, that's never been dealt with, that's never been released, that's never been processed, um, what do they say? Trauma is nothing more than unmetabolized emotion, right? Mm-hmm. If it's in there and it's holding us down, it, it's kind of like trying to fly a kite with a 50 pound weight. <laughs> you can stare at a kite all you want, but you got to get rid of the, the stuff. And as we get older, we accumulate more. So these, uh, these natural medicines really can help while the, while the the motivation is usually the vision of the new life or the new world uh, for ourselves. Usually what happens is, uh, the healing, the medicine actually moves through us and helps us look at some of the, the shadow side, the dark stuff. Not in a traumatic, re-traumatizing way, but in a way where it can be looked at, owned, released, a way where we can process it uh, with a healing perspective. Wow. And so nice. that So that's, that's a big part of that.
1: We will be right back after this short break. This episode is sponsored by Perfect Publishing, a different approach to publishing a book. Perfect Publishing carefully chooses heroes of hope who exemplify living a life they created through faith, hope, patience, and persistence. No matter what page you open to in this mini cube of hope, you will find a leader with a big heart. You will see you are not alone. The authors may share similar challenges that only hope and action could resolve. Get your free ebook at getadoseofhope.com. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness
0: it's it's linked to the guided meditation uh, in a big way because I find that guided meditation is about two things it's about the meditation the focus and that could be meditation with God that's you could call that prayer um, but a, a meditation and on what we're what we're putting our attention on is it about the new car more money happier family life whatever that is. The meditation is on that, but there's also, you can also look at those things as those things that are guiding us. So we can go into a meditative state, which is very helpful for shifting our perspective of life as well as making changes. But we also have to get clear on not only what is guiding us, but what we'd like to guide us. So there's a choice point. And even deeper than that, the way we would like to be guided, right? Mm. Old... You know, old biblical God or something a little more gentle. <laughs> yeah.
1: Old old testament God is 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 yeah, a little on the, the, the rough, but that's the two by four upside the head version versus uh the, the version that guides with love. Um, right, right, Do we want to be guided by
0: yeah, by that critical voice that's judgmental and says shoulda, coulda woulda? Come on, come on, come on, move, move, move by a willful voice, by a, motivation even I even find inspiration anymore sometimes to be a little pushy right so what about a voice that we listen to that is guiding us firmly gently right and that that can be sustainable step by nice. step right um, th- there's a great quote or a little story Mother Teresa can I share this I don't, absolutely you, yep. you know and this I my work I do is secular but this is one of my favorite quotes. Or, or stories I heard it was out of, um, I'm going to forget who, what book I read it from, but Mother Teresa, um, and this was about listening, listening from within, right? About what's guiding us, where we're listening. Is it from our head, our heart? Is it from the, this big spaciousness that may we feel in a relationship to spirit or smaller? And uh, she was asked how she prayed. And of course, I I don't teach people to pray. I teach them how to meditate according to their brainwaves, right? Meditative state has a lot of alpha and theta. You can see it on brainwaves, but you can also experience it It as certain qualities of experience um, that you can notice right away. That's the biofeedback training portion. Um, But Mother Teresa was asked, you know, how she prayed, which is interesting to me because I'd like to know what it would look like on brainwaves. I'd also like to know kind of how to model after someone like that, Right. Um, before we get to that, just so you know, Mother Teresa may not have had a dollar to her name, but she certainly was in control or responsible f- for a lot of money. The Vatican, right? I mean, she, she ran services, right?
1: Absolutely. Okay, so, fundraisers. So, she was, no doubt. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm not sure how we categorize her as an entrepreneur, but she's in there. So, you know, she had a vision. She had, strong vision and but she was asked how she prayed and and um she says well i i listen that kind of blew me away right and and the 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 person who was asking her the question was smart enough to say okay well if you're listening what's god doing she said he's listening too Yeah. For me that, that yeah, for for me that just really uh speaks to some of those deeper states of meditation where it isn't about thinking about getting what you want. You gotta let go of that. And it's not just about the relationship you have with the people or the people inside, right? Or the things inside. Got to let go of that, and and then at some point, at the deepest level, where there's just this, really, um, where nothing matters but just being, is the sense of it. It doesn't mean we don't go out in the world and do things, but there's a sense that this is such an amazing place. We're in such you're in such a calm, peaceful state, and in union, that nothing matters but just being. But in that state, we're really just listening. We're receiving with our eyes. We're receiving with our ears. We're receiving with our heart. Instead of telling or asking how things should be, we're asking how it should be or how it could be. Or even accepting, you know, meditation, I I usually have two things. There's what is, accepting what is. And really to put that to use in life, there's what could be. So uh, I like to say, you know, we're going to, When we're going to go here we're going to let go of what you have in your mind the little mind let go of that go down in the meditative state alpha theta we know that what that looks like and feels like now we get down there once we're there then let's revisit that original intention or maybe a new one arises have a look at that but listen to it how does it look different down there and then from there once you get grounded in how that feels to be present in a meditative state then we can add on what could be but what could be just doesn't it doesn't work as well until first we let go of what we've got in our minds and go into a more of a meditative open listening state and get in get in connection with what what's guiding us some of those bigger things
1: Mm, that's so good i think you know one of the tools that that helps most of us that don't necessarily is gratitude, and I think one of the things that gratitude can do is, is that that step of accepting what is, right? It's acknowledging the things that you have already before you, the things that are already part of 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 what your you know your existence, that you're grateful for, and and that that being grateful, being be you know, expressing gratitude, really can be a uh, an acknowledgement of source, whatever whatever source is to you, right, and 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 i think um, a practice of gratitude can be a part of a daily meditation and and can really help you get down into that that space of these this is i guess it's the difference between acknowledging what you have versus focusing on what you don't have right and and i think there's a tendency in our culture to to focus on what you don't have the the, the commercialization of of even social media, right? So all, all this this advertising that's designed to make us want, rather than acknowledging, you know, what is. And I think gratitude can be a powerful tool in in shifting to what is versus versus getting stuck in want.
0: I agree. You know, there's something interesting to me about the relationship between letting go and gratitude, and I almost very rarely bring the word gratitude in until it's set up for it. but what I've found is when we actually let go of what's bugging us or even the desires, right you know there's all sorts of desires. Um, when we let go of that, it feels so freeing, that there's an immediate sense of gratitude I found to be freed to permission to, sometimes it's permission for someone to want something they're not supposed to want, especially moms. They're so busy giving, Ooh. giving, giving to get permission mm. to want something they really want. That might be an inroad to them. That's what might get them in the door. But for a lot of other people, it's really the asking or the permission for them to let go of all the responsibility just for the moment, mm. just for this moment, right? Let go of it. And once they let go and they've given themselves permission to be with that, just to be with that, that free, to be themselves without all the conditions. Um, A man, uh, a guy in my life that I was working with said something. It just really hit me. He said, you know, James, as a provider for kids, I I feel like my love is conditional. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not loved unless I provide if i stopped inviting i wouldn't be loved and all my life everything i've ever done it feels like i'm great at it i'm good at it but if i stopped doing this i wouldn't be loved anymore and to let go of that condition to be loved right to feel loved or just to drop into that what what if um Tends to, I think, the the meditative state, the meditative space, to go into that, really, in a way, has so many ties to to just natural gratitude, joy, peace arising. When peace and joy arises, why wouldn't we be grateful, right? Mm-hmm. And then to experience that, and and then go back out, uh, then get on to the next step. So, but gratitude, I think, is a fantastic just mindset. I'm not sure if it gets much better.
1: Well then there's so many obviously there's so many we could go down that rabbit hole of of identity yeah. and and so many things that people carry around believing themselves to be a certain identity but but the only place that's being held is within themselves and yeah. and to help them let go of that is is so powerful but I want to make sure we have time I know you want to do a a guided meditation for the audience and I want to make sure that 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 we allow the the, the time for you to set that up and and, and the audience to experience that. So
0: sure. You know, wow. 33 minutes has passed. Here we go. <laughs> Had no idea. So you'd like me to lead the the crew in the,
1: the audience. I'll
0: do that. Well, it's about uh, three to five minutes long, depending on how I do it. And I, I think for anybody listening out there, um, this is a, it's a very generic guy meditation that can be used in any situation. You can go back to this podcast and just, Find the marker and replay it and replay it. I don't have any trees or magical forests in here or paths to go down. It's just really set up for you to just do a simple drop into yourself and follow along. And and, uh, if you have an intention, no matter how small or big, I would suggest just putting some attention, giving you some attention right now to something you really want. It could be to get out of the house for an hour and go for a nature walk, or it could be, you know, the million million dollar lottery ticket. It's not going to matter. I think what matters is that it's right for you right now and has your attention. And it has your attention anyway, so you might as well give to it, right? If it's purposeful. All right. So um, when you're ready, uh, go ahead and close your eyes. And begin to bring your attention inward. And consider what it is you would like to heal or nurture or explore. Consider what it is you really want. And go ahead and set that intention now. And when you're ready, simply release it, let it go, allowing everything to just be as it is. Aware of how this feels right here, right now. Aware of how this feels to be you just in this moment. begin to crystallize this experience in a word phrase or an image something to remember it by something that allows you to return to this space more easily the next time Begin to bring your attention to a close, knowing that you can return to the space easily, anytime, anywhere. Reflecting on what a few minutes of meditation can do for you and what it could be in service of. Thank you. So, Robert, what came up with you? Did you get a little landmark or an association with your, what happened?
1: Uh, Abundance, which I think was, you know, came up in our our previous conversation as well, so.
0: Mm. Abundance. What kind of abundance?
1: Uh, Financial at this point.
0: Financial. All
1: right. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Hopefully the audience can relate. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for, for that. I definitely uh, appreciate that. I do want to ask about your book and, and, and give you a chance to share a little bit about the impact of, of being an author.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the book will come out next year, 2023, as well as a short series podcast that goes hand in hand with it. I, the book is really uh, about how to use guided meditation as a tool. Uh, it's written for uh, coaches, therapists, uh, entrepreneurs, some podcasters and speakers, but folks who, some who are wanting to lead others in guided meditation or already are in some small way. Um, you're seeing this more and more getting on Zoom calls and somebody's going to lead a two to three minute guided meditation, right? Well, how do we do that? Well, uh, but this book is designed for those types of people who, to use it as a tool for themselves in a more powerful way. Um, And that means having a look at what it is we really want, how we want our life to feel, you know, who we want to be in it, and also those obstacles that come up. Sometimes the obstacles, right, can be be guiding the way as well. So those four things. And then on the bigger, more macro level, you know, what's ultimately guiding us on on a larger level. Uh, that's something bigger than ourselves—spirit, God, whatever you call it. Um, it's important to to honor that and to call that in, and to listen. And and as mentioned before, in a lot of ways, prayer meditation it can be an outward visual exercise, but it can also be a re- a way to open and receive and surrender and listen in a way where we can be guided in a way that we can allow a meditation to guide us, right? um and invite that in so uh the book the podcast are all about that how to use that in a more powerful way Titled to be named i could probably know what it is but not yet to do it and uh, i just love doing it i help love helping people uh discover those symbols inside that are really personal and unique to them that put them in touch with these things and and then that and we've done a little work on this and then that meditation is not something outside of there that is one more thing to do. It becomes so personal, and it's so in you. You discover these things that are so in you and part of you, even you know the, the God that's in you, the person that's in you, the, that it creates a lack of separation, creates the unity. And from there, there's no longer separation anxiety. There's no longer a sh- I should meditate. There's just I know these resources are here, and I can go to them when I – I need to, or want to, and it, it becomes much more relational versus transactional. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what I love doing for people, helping them find their own guided meditation inside their own. I create guided meditation to live by for people in an audio file. I uh, help them find their, discover their own practice when they love, not when they they're thinking about, I should do. And, and, uh, and then I also do these healing, uh, natural medicine, healing journeys which I just love doing, but that's another level as well. So, but thanks for asking. Yeah, out next year. I can't, can't wait. Uh, if I, and the push of course, as an entrepreneur is to get that thing done, right? 90% done. And now what? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> thanks for asking and having me.
1: Absolutely. All right, James, what, what inspires you?
0: Every time somebody gets in a class with me or a one-on-one with me or does a facilitation, um, when they say something to the effect of, oh my gosh, I love meditating now, or I know, I know how to listen or be guided. Um, there's a naming and a claiming where it just becomes them. They're happy. They're peaceful with it. I, you know, it's amazing when they can own their own spirituality and know oh, it's, this is mine to own mm. and enjoy and love right through meditation, which can be very secular brainwave based. It doesn't have to be religion specific. That's the other thing I love is working with people. It doesn't matter what their, their spiritual orientation is. It's really about, you know, we're all, we're all coming in with the same struggles. So you gotta find it inside. And Absolutely. I'm, I'm not giving anybody a mantra. I'm helping them find <laughs> their own.
1: Nice. All right, James, what's what's the big dream?
0: The big dream for me? Wow, that's a bold question. You know what? The big dream? Wow, I hadn't thought of that. So as unprepared as I am, it's going to be off the cuff. The big dream for me is to be able to do this work the rest of my life, number one, because I love it. Um, I think financial abundance is probably why I ran into you. I think that's a big part of it too, because, and I know some entrepreneurs can relate. I've undersold my work in a lot of ways. And now it's time to really enjoy bringing that in, in a way where the people are involved that are inviting me and they're inviting, I'm inviting them or we're on that same frequency and working in a great way and make a change in people's lives. This stuff is valuable. And I, I know guided medi- the dream, the other dream is this guided meditation right now is probably in a category of that's something you listen to from an app on calm or headspace. And it is so much more than that guided meditation for me is how we discover those really powerful symbols that move us to action, that get us on purpose, that keep us in our truth, those symbols inside that activate us when we discover those. They change our lives, and that's about going into a medita- meditative state and finding out what's guiding us in a more powerful way. Mm. It's guided meditation—that's not something you download from an app. It's something nice. you do by doing the deep work. That's my dream to do that and bring guided meditation to a place where people hear guided meditation and they think that—that's nice. some digital download. Yeah. All right, James, Thanks for having me. You-
1: Absolutely. We spent, uh, you know, 45 minutes sharing with, with these entrepreneurs. And here's the another the next hard one is uh, I want you to, sh- to share with them, leave them with your words of wisdom. What would you share?
0: I would say, um, if you're going to take a next the next bold step, uh, you might know what you want in the physical world. Um, but I think If you're going to look inward and do the deep work, you have to find out what's guiding you and be honest about it. And for the ones that know that, the next step would be give yourself permission to be led.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. James, thank you so much for sharing today. Appreciate your story, appreciate your authenticity, and and certainly Uh appreciate your heart for helping people.
0: Appreciate that. always got that for you. Thanks again, Robert. This episode
1: is brought to you by intentional decisions that lead to massive success. No, those aren't companies promoting our show. They are qualities that you need to build your business and take control of your life. So to help you out, I'm offering my most popular worksheets to help you plan the future you want and audit your calendar today. The best way to get what you want is to know what it is and start making sure that your calendar matches. You can download them free today at AddValueMindset.com. If you will take action by just completing these two activities, they will change your life and business. I promise you a new level of results in the coming year. The problem is that we make things so complicated and we lose focus on what is really important. These tools will help you refocus on what matters most. When you align your passion with your purpose in your work, you can be happier and start doing the things you wanted to in the first place like spending more quality time with the kids to get your free copy of the tools to start tackling your busy schedule go to addvaluemindset.com if you enjoy the show please like subscribe leave a review but most importantly if you enjoyed this episode share it with someone who needs to hear it share 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 in our next episode Christina Leal and Robert talk about taxes And how too many companies don't have a tax plan. They fear the IRS and not following the rules, but they don't have time to study the rules. Tax planning should be part of every business plan, especially as they grow in scale. Christina is one of the rare few teaching entrepreneurs these skills and helping small businesses have big business tax strategies.